Well, praise the Lord and good day to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever time it is. And we just praise God to have you having found us on the internet somewhere on social media. We're so thankful to have these Bible studies and we are having uh, our Romans Bible study every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time live here on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. You can also find them uploaded later in audio uh, form on the Spreaker app. My channel is for those who have ears to hear and the website thecrosswaychurch.com. So grab your Bibles. Let's get ready to dig in on this 18th day of November 2020. Beautiful day here in the piney woods of northeast Texas and uh, we're just excited to have God's Word. You know it's only been like 500 years ago uh, really even less than that, that we even had Bibles. There was the Latin writings and, <clears throat> and the priests that were over the Catholic Church couldn't even read the thing and just lived by traditions. You search it out, you'll find I'm telling you the truth. So to have God's Word, to be able to have the light of God's Word, to know God, to walk with God, to learn to trust in Jesus Christ and, and to learn really what it means to have a relationship with Him and to be learning Christ finally after all these centuries. The church is moving into a place where they're learning Christ. They're, uh, they're, they're walking in a place, not, not everyone and, and not very many, but there are all over the earth today God's people learning more than just what the Bible says, learning more than just where the scriptures are located, learning more than just what scriptures pertain to different situations, but learning Christ in the scriptures. For without Him and what He did at Calvary, the Word of God has absolutely no dealings with men, no functionality among men. Without our faith in the blood of Jesus, not once to get in, and then everything just works fine. But we have to see every word of God through the blood, faith in the cross of Christ. We, we're coming back to that, praise God. No, not everybody will choose that. Not everybody will go the way of the cross because the way of the cross removes all our ways. The way of the cross is the work of Christ. Every other way is our work and I'm thankful to know that today. It doesn't make me higher, better. It doesn't do anything except intensify my relationship with the Lord and it delivers me daily from the things that have so horribly held me bondage even as a Christian, a Christian pastor. And everybody deals with bondages. Everybody deals with things that hinder and hold and keep you from moving forward. And instead of making excuses and wondering why things don't work, the Lord is desiring for His people to know how the cross of His Son, Jesus Christ, relates to their everyday living liberty, freedom, and all the grace that's more than sufficient for them. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to be learning God's Word as it is truth in its righteous context. The Bible says in Proverbs 8 and 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel to those who are going from faith to 
to faith. I want you to hear that this morning. Isaiah 54, 14 said God, tells us that God establishes His people in righteousness. He establishes us in righteousness. Establishes, establish doesn't mean you just have a beginning. No, establishing takes place through the entirety of our lives. And He only, he only does that in righteousness. He establishes our hearts with grace... Hebrews 13, 9, but all this only takes place as the righteousness of God is revealed to us day by day as we go from faith to faith in the Word of God in its gospel context. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to know that today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Those who want to know how to live for God in liberty and freedom outside of what they've been deceived to believe, which is based on what they have to go do, will love this. Oh, you will love the liberty and the freedom that comes from looking back to Calvary every single moment. Hallelujah. Some are being told if you want liberty and freedom, just begin to praise God. But if you're not reckoning yourself today again to be dead indeed to the sin nature, then praising God and worshiping God will make you feel good about having His presence for just a, as long as you're doing that. But deliverance from those things that hold you and keep you from functioning in that place God's called you to function, my friend, praise and worship won't deliver you from that. Faith in what Jesus did at Calvary, which allows you then to understand you can, by faith, you can reckon yourself again today to be dead indeed to the sin nature and alive unto God. Hallelujah. For it takes faith again today to live it takes faith again today in the cross to live for God, unto God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's get into this today. Romans chapter 16. You can go back on the YouTube channel. Again, it's Curtis Hutchinson 316. And follow us all the way through Romans, one verse at a time. <clears throat> we began back in March of 2018. And here we are today in the last chapter, working our way through it. Not many verses left, only 27 verses. And, and, and we're here again, going to be again today in verse 16. There was some things that I didn't feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to move on yet from this portion of Scripture because there's things that need to be talked about uh, that we probably we missed last time. And, and I want to get into this today. Verse 16, uh, Paul tells the church in Rome there when he writes to them, Salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. I don't know who we are that think we can come along and change the doctrine that Paul teaches taught. If you, if you change the doctrine or move away from the doctrine that Paul taught, it won't do you any good to believe anything else in the Bible. Oh, I need to say that again. Paul is the only one who was given the revelation of God's Word and how it relates to us and our daily living based on what Christ did at Calvary. You need to hear that again. Paul the Apostle 
<clears throat> is the one who is given the revelation of the new covenant in what really happened at Calvary. You, you, you learn that in Romans 6, 7, and 8. How, you know, all these years the church thought we were baptized into Christ by being baptized into water. But the Bible says in Romans 6, 3, all that were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death. It's at the cross we were immersed into his death. That's why the Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20 would say, I am crucified with Christ. You have to be crucified with him. That's what happens when your faith is in Jesus and what he did at Calvary for your sins. God sees not only his son dying for you instead of you to pay the price for you to be forgiven of your sins, but he also sees through your faith in Christ in that work, you dying with him. Romans 6, 6, Galatians 2, 20, you, that old man, that sin nature being crucified with Christ and you being buried with him and raised to newness of life in him. Paul was given that revelation. Paul was given the revelation of what the new covenant really is, which is... Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus said the new covenant is in my blood. He said that in Luke 22 verse 20. You need to understand that. There is no experience of the new covenant without faith in the blood of Jesus. Not faith 20 years ago when you got saved. Now faith is the substance of those things we're hoping for. It is. The faith is the evidence of those things we cannot see. You need to understand that. You need to know that. Paul the Apostle was given the revelation of what really happened at Calvary and how it pertains to the Christian day by day. And for too long, Christians have thought that the cross was just to get us in. That was it. Well, when you begin to listen to these ministers God is raising up, who, like the Apostle Paul, have become determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, then, my friends, you're going to learn more than what the Bible says and where the Scriptures are and, how, and, 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 and where all the Scriptures are that pertain to this and pertain to that situation. You're going to be learning Christ in the Scriptures. If you're not learning Christ in the Scriptures, you're not learning the Scriptures in the proper context, in the applicable context. Because the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. The truth He can apply to your life. And truth is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. And we never need to forget that. I don't care where in the Bible we are. Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him. You could find that four different places in the Bible if you want to write them down. Get your pen and paper. Get ready. Here we go. Psalms chapter 40 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7, John chapter 5 verses 38 and 39, and Luke chapter 24, 44 through 46. All four of those places, and I'm sure there's more where, uh, and, and John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 and verse 14 where the Word of God is God and the Word of God became flesh, the Word of God. All those pertain to Jesus saying the scriptures are about me. The volume of the book is written to me. You search the scriptures in them. You say you have life, but they are they which testify of me. All the scriptures must be seen in the light 
of the one who said he is the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They can only be bread for me daily if they're being seen by the Holy Spirit in the person and the work of the one who said, I am the bread that came from heaven. You see, the scriptures are not about you and me. They pertain to us if we will allow the Holy Spirit to show the scriptures to us in the light of who Jesus is and what Jesus did. Glory to God. I hate that you're 75 years old and just now hearing that, but begin to praise God. Forget about the wasted years and move on in to the hallelujah phase of your life now that God is able to turn the light on. Hallelujah. He says, Now I beseech you, in verse 17, brothers, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. You look the word avoid up and there's several words. One of them is shun them, go around them, stay away from them. When men are preaching doctrines that are contrary to that which Paul preached, amen, then you've got to shun them. It's time for some folks many folks to get up and get out of the local churches they planted themselves in. God didn't plant you there. God didn't plant you there. No, you could have got, you could have got what you say you got there somewhere else. Come on now. God didn't plant you where you can't flourish. And my friend, you're not flourishing if you're not listening to the Word of God in the context of the cross. You might think you're flourishing. You might declare you're flourishing. But you're flourishing when you are growing in the very being conformed into the very image of Christ. When you are learning how to live in the victory daily that He provided you at Calvary without making excuses for your sinful actions. Glory to God. Come on, it's time for some of you to unplant yourself where you plant yourself. It's time for some of you who are listening to me today to let the sin, the, 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 what do we call it? The, uh, when we value painting, we value, oh, this was grandmother's blank. We're sentimental. We need to let the sentimental, whatever, we need to let what grandpa and daddy thought, we need to let that go. And we need to let the Lord plant us in the house of the Lord where we literally can flourish in His courts according to His Word, not me declaring it. Hallelujah. But he says, uh, it's interesting here that Paul tells us to mark them. That means put a mark on them. That means note them. That means point them out because if God's showing you that they're preaching and teaching and, and, and leading people in a doctrine that's contrary to what Paul has taught and what you've learned through the Apostle Paul about justification by faith in the cross alone, not and your works. No, my friend, not and your works. Faith in the cross of Christ alone and sanctified daily living in the victory afforded you through faith in the law. Across alone, not and works. Uh, many of the, the uh, old timers who knew about justification, and I read it here recently to our congregation, uh, a, a book I won't even call his name, but who has many books on the market from times of old who had justification down to a T. 
But he said sanctification is not by faith alone. It's by faith in your works. And he tried to use what James wrote about that your faith is dead without works. And we believe that's the truth of Almighty God. If faith is real, there will be works there. But you're not justified at all by any works you do and you're not sanctified by any works you do. You're sanctified by what Jesus did for you at Calvary. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus was made unto us sanctification. That means being made holy and set apart. That's in 1 Corinthians 1 and 30. He was made unto us sanctification. I don't work to sanctify myself. I trust in the work of Christ. That sanctifies me. Hallelujah. When Peter stood up and did a big piece of stupid called hypocrisy, and you read it in Galatians chapter 2 when him and Paul were in Antioch, Paul had to stand up and rebuke Peter face to face. And what did Paul begin to explain to Peter again? That Peter were not justified by works. He didn't talk about sanctification, but the problem there was sanctification because Peter was already justified. He was righteous before God had been used mightily. But in this moment, he was being a hypocrite and he was drawing Barnabas and other Jews there in the boat of hypocrisy he'd stepped into because he, he, he feared men. Read the story. It's in Galatians 2. But Paul begins to rebuke him face to face before everyone there and he, begin to he begins to tell Peter about justification. Because sanctification is always tied to justification. If you don't know, my friend, that you're justified by faith in the cross alone before God, if you're trying to add works to it, the Bible says Jesus by himself purged us from our sins in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. When you try to add to what Jesus did at Calvary for your salvation, you're on the outside looking in. I, I need to say that again. I don't care who you are, what your grandma and grandpa's taught you. I don't care how you've twisted the Bible to make it sound like you have a work of righteousness that has saved you. Titus chapter 3 verse 5, works, works of righteousness has not saved us, but by His mercy we've been saved. By what He did at Calvary, when you add works something you have to do to think you're saved, you're still on the outside looking in. Because if it's grace, it can't have any works by us involved. We're saved by the grace of God. We are taught by the grace of God. We labor by the grace of God. That means what God does in us, to us, through us, and for us. That don't mean he, God doesn't use what we do to save us, God uses only what His Son did to save us. You need to know that. And when people, I don't care who they are, if it's your own daddy, wife, husband, brother, sister, son, daughter, whoever it is, you're going to have to mark them if you're going to be obedient to God's Word. You're going to have to make a choice whether you're going to keep following men or you're going to follow God. And when you're following God, that means you're following His Word. Jesus said, whoever's ashamed of my word, he's going to be ashamed of them when he comes with his holy angels. We need to grab a hold of that. Jesus taught that if you put the value of your family above me, you're not worthy of my kingdom. I want you to know that. I want you to understand. That's in the Bible. If you put your mother, father, husband, wife, kids, brother, sister, whoever 
on a higher plane than Jesus, you put them and what they think above the Word of God, you're not worthy of the kingdom. You've got to deny yourself, take up your cross. That means keep your faith in what Jesus did for you at Calvary daily to be able to follow Jesus. How many people think they're following Jesus today, but their faith is no longer in the cross? It's in the purpose driven, the government of 12, the words they speak. It's in water baptism. It's in it's things we've done. I come out of that. I know what I'm talking about. That's why, that's why these ministries of Paul, you see that in his last days, as he writes the second letter to Timothy, his last letter that he would write, he tells Timothy in, 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 in early in that second letter, Timothy, you know that everyone in Asia has forsaken me. Let me talk to the preachers of righteousness, the preachers of the cross in these last days. It's heartbreaking to know that people don't want to hear this message. They don't want to be warned. They don't want to hear the Bible any longer in this context. But that doesn't mean that we have to follow them out of it. We just keep preaching. We're not going to let the fire go out that God put in our hearts when he gave us this truth through the Apostle Paul. If others want to walk away, I can't control that. I, I can keep giving them the gospel, but I cannot give them the understanding they have to desire to have that. They have to desire to walk in this truth. And listen, you just keep preaching the message. Hallelujah. You just keep being determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And again, as last week we pointed out in Psalm 37, 37 is the other place in Scripture that we're told to mark a certain type of man. In Psalms chapter 37, verse 37, we're told to mark the perfect man whose end is peace. That means the man who's following Christ by the denial of self and there's own works and, and taking up the by faith his own cross, which is faith in the work of Christ on his cross, what he did for us at Calvary, and following Christ. Amen, Brother Curtis. And, and we're told to mark that man, the perfect man, whose end is peace. And we know Colossians 1 and 20, the Bible tells us Jesus made our peace by the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. So we're told to mark that man. That would be the same man who's following the doctrine that, that the Lord gave Paul to teach and the doctrine of all of the New Testament, which points to Christ and what he did at Calvary. And he tells us to mark them, make a note of them, and avoid them. Avoid the man who's teaching anything contrary to what Paul taught. And Paul taught nowhere that you're saved by anything you do. Even the scriptures uh, that, that are written in the New Testament that talk about he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. That's a misinterpretation of these people that are teaching that you're not saved until you're water baptized. That's a misinterpretation, a lack of understanding of what baptism is. Baptism is being baptized, immersed into the death of Jesus. Romans 6.3 tells us that. Ephesians 4 tells us there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's speaking of salvation. There's one Lord that can save you, only one faith that can save you, and only one baptism that manifests in your life. That's a part of salvation. Jesus saved you 
He's one Lord that saved us. One faith, the faith of the Son of God. That's the faith Paul said we live by and, and our trust in Christ and one baptism. Speak concerning salvation. That's in Ephesians chapter 4. Read it. Don't be deceived by these people. I don't care if their daddy and granddaddy and great-granddaddy have preached false doctrine, contrary doctrine to that which Paul taught for 100, 200 years. It's time to come up, rise up, and get away from that. There are many baptisms. The baptism into Christ, initial salvation, my friend, listen carefully, through believing upon Him and His work at Calvary and that alone. Then there's the baptism into water. Then there's the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Think about that. There's, there's more than one rapture of the church that's coming. There's the rapture of Elijah. There's the rapture of Enoch. There's the rapture of those that came out of their graves. You read about in Matthew 27 after the resurrection of Jesus and walked into Jerusalem and were seen. They're, they were all raptured away and we're going to be raptured away. The church coming. There's more than one baptism even though Ephesians 4 says there's one baptism. But that in Ephesians 4 is talking about there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism that saves. And it ain't water baptism, honey. It's you being baptized into the death of Jesus through your faith just like your father Abraham had. We walk in his steps, the New Testament says. He wasn't baptized in no water. Yes, you need to be baptized in water, but when you go to thinking that's what saves you, you're still on the outside looking in, my friend. For faith alone saves. Hallelujah. And you're to mark them. Avoid them, my friend. Yeah, even if it's daddy or son. Are you going to follow men? are you going to follow the Word of God? Because whatever you're doing with the Word of God is what you're doing with God, for the Word of God is God. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14 of that first chapter of John tells us, the Word became flesh. That's Jesus Christ who is God. Verse 18 says, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. Now hear this. Men that teach any other way of salvation than simple faith alone in the work of Christ at Calvary, His death on the cross, are not serving the Lord Jesus Christ. They may cry, they may pray, they may lift hands, they may run the aisles, they may swing on the chandeliers, they may use the name of Jesus, they may all do all oh, so many outward things, but if they're teaching you have to be saved through any other way than simple faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary on the cross, His death, they're not serving Christ. They're, it's in your Bible. They that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple, the innocent. That is what the word simple means, innocent. It's a great deception. You and I can be deceived by people who have an outward form of godliness, but at the same time they're denying the power of God. The Bible tells us to turn away from such. 
Those who are denying the power of God are not those... Listen, let me just get right to the meat. Those who are denying the power of God is anybody who's not trusting in the power of God, which the Bible says is the preaching of the cross. <laughs> the preaching of the cross. For it is the power of God unto us who are saved. Now to them who are perishing, and here's confirmation of that, it's foolishness. They would say it's foolish to say all you have to do is believe upon Christ. No, no, my friend. They would say, no, no, my friend. You have to be water baptized. You have to do a work. You, you, you have to speak in tongues. You have to. No, no, my friend. The Bible's clear. We're not saved by any works of righteousness that we would do, but by His mercy. Again, Titus 3 and 5, read it, write it down. You're going to have to leave Grandpa and Grandma's deception that, that didn't end well for them, but you don't have to follow them. You can follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Watch this now. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Deceive the hearts of the simple. Now, I've got to close. We're out of time. I don't mind going over a minute or two but to make a point because we're still here where we are and we, and we will be uh, again on Monday morning. But Proverbs 12 and 17, please write it down. Please read it. Please look at it. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Truth, if, we, if God's Word is being held as the truth it is in its righteous context, righteousness will be seen. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. But, the end of that verse says, but a false witness deceit. See, deceit is something you think and feel is right, but it's not right. And when somebody tells you that you have to also do something to confirm your salvation, you have to do works to be saved. It's not just you believing, it's believing in works. No, my friend, works are the result of faith. But your entrance into the kingdom does not require any works you do. And if you think it does, you're still on the outside looking in. That's why they hated Paul. That's why most would pull away from Paul. He said all in Asia turned away from him. That's why many today, most today, do not want to hear the message of the cross preached from Genesis to Revelation because it removes us from thinking we have a part to play in our salvation other than simply believing. That's how Abraham became righteous. He believed and God declared him to be righteous. And you may say, no, he had to do something. His doing, whatever it was you're saying Abraham did, was after he had believed God. You don't do things to believe God you believe God, then the Holy Spirit begins the work of doing in and through your life. It's been a good session today. It's been a great session today, and I pray that God has been able to impart and direct you even further 
if you're going in the right direction, but if you're not, to the right direction. For the right direction is the way of the that which Christ worked at Calvary all by himself and offers to you and I through faith in that. Simple belief, then the works begin. Then the works begin. We trust in his work, the Holy Spirit moves in and begins to work in us then both of his will and to do of his good pleasure. We are His workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. Praise be to God. Again, it's been a great broadcast. I thank God for every one of you who are watching and learning and growing in the knowledge and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, those of you who are praying for us, and those of you who are sowing into this ministry so that we can reach farther and farther through this avenue God has given us. You can do that at the website thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. I pray that God would stir your heart today to be a part of this ministry, this ministry that opens the Word of God and sees the one who is the Word of God and what He did as the tried and overcoming Word of God at Calvary. That is the context of all Scripture. And I pray that you tune in every broadcast. Don't forget in the morning, 2 Timothy chapter 2 is where we are at 9 a.m. Central. We'll be in the studio. If you live anywhere close to where we are here in Queen City, Texas, I want you to be with us in the morning at 9 a.m. right over there in the studio. We'd love to see you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.